Good evening, listeners, and welcome along to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 1st of December 2023. Plenty to look forward to on what is a very cold Friday evening here in Tipperary, but still, as uh, most of our Tipperary teams, or all of our Tipperary teams now, are out of Munster contention in terms of Gaelic games. There's still plenty of other sport happening across Tipperary uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks and over the next couple of days, no doubt, as well. So we're going to look ahead to all the action across Tipperary this weekend. We're going to be looking ahead to the Greyhound Racing with Barry Drake later in the show. We're going to be focusing in on the AFLW Grand Final featuring uh, two Tipperary ladies footballers, one on either side. Uh, that's on Saturday uh, night, Sunday morning at half past three. So we're going to be talking to Mike Curran about that and about how the Tipperary girls have got on down in Australia. Uh, many of them making their debut down there this year. So we'll find out from Mike Curran from the AFLW Ireland uh, how, he, uh, how he feels they fared in their debut seasons. And of course, we're going to start this evening's show by talking talking to Tipperary darts player Dylan Slevin. Uh, many of you might have seen my interview with Dylan uh, online in the last couple of days. Uh, that was recorded maybe a week or two ago. Um, but I spoke to Dylan uh, just this Wednesday gone by and uh, we're going to hear that interview here this evening. Of course, Dylan met his debut, TV debut, last Friday night and uh, he was defeated by Matt Campbell uh, from Canada 6-5. If anyone was watching the game, Dylan was in hard luck not to maybe go 4-0 up, but uh, that is the sport of darts. So I caught up with Dylan on Wednesday and uh, we spoke about uh, his TV debut, what he can take from it and what he can take going forward uh, into his World Championship debut which we now know will be on Sunday evening Sunday the 17th of December in the evening session he's going to be playing Germany's Florian Hempel in his uh, World Darts Championship debut so uh, let's hear that interview now uh, with Dylan Slevin and I began by asking him just about his overall experience and getting the late call up of course to the Players Championship Finals after uh, World Number 9 Danny Knopper to dropped out in the week so uh, let's hear from Dylan Slevin when I spoke to him on Wednesday getting the call on the way up to Dublin anyway to go over you know just be on the safe side if someone did pull out I was going to I was next in line you know so it would be better to be over in um, uh, the UK instead of rushing to get up to the airport to get over the day before you know so it was good to be over there Um, yeah no I was on the way up to Dublin uh, to the airport Monday and Matt, the manager, rang me and goes, do you fancy playing in the players? <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, sure, throw me down, like, yeah, when we go and play, you know, and he was like, oh, you're not, you're not excited, like, you know, and I was like, sure, look, like, you're, you, sh- you kind of have to expect it, like, mm. you know, like, you're 65th, surely, like, you know, you have to be expecting someone's going to pull out, like, you know, you're not going to be jumping around, like, you know, yeah. um, but yeah, no, getting the call, going over, for the few days practice beforehand. I was playing well, like, you know. Um then of the day, didn't feel nervous at all, just went about my business, got up, got breakfast, walked to the venue three hours before, done the three hour practice. Then the PDC officials told me five minutes till we go out, you know, and when you start to hear the crowd then the stomach starts to turn and you're like, Oh no and Went out anyway, walked on. Felt good up on the stage, you know, like, throw was lovely. I went out before the fans came in, throw was lovely, everything was good. Uh, practice was going well. Then went out, you know, I was comfortable enough. Uh, went 2-0 up. And I was like, right, come on, just, you know, keep it steady. Triple a visit, we won't be too bad. Then three brought back to 2-2, and then 3-2, and I was like, oh, God, come on, you know get going. 
brought back to three three. I think I took three legs then after that, so I made it five three. And then what was it? He went five four. Mm. Was it? Yeah. Then I had one five two to win the match. Missed the double sixteen. Sure, I knew it wasn't going in when I left my hand. I was like, oh no. Uh then I was. I looked at his score, and like. What am I trying to say? Like the way the game was going. Yeah, do you know, like, you know, like... 139 uh, is what he was left I was, I was thinking, like, surely he won't take it. Like, he wasn't playing well at the start of the match. Do you know, like, I was... I wasn't I wasn't throwing unreal, like, do you know, I wasn't mm. anything spectacular, like. But, you know, at where I am now, like, do you know, you're a professional. You can't be expecting to come back on a big finish, like, do you know, mm. like, so, like, in one say. Stay. I was thinking right I'm coming back for 16 for the match do you know just calm down don't let the nerves get to you do you know mm. then once I seen the 57 going in I was like oh lord and then sure I was doing the calculations he had 82 so I was looking at the bowler triple 14 sure he went 54 and I was like oh lord and then I looked over to the 28 and 28 went in and I was like no this is the start of it now and I just said, look, keep your head now and just plow through. And then I think, sure, it was 5-5 five, five at that stage. And then he just, he clicked in the final leg and I didn't. I think, I don't even think I had a triple in my first six darts, like, or maybe nine darts. Mm. Could've, I could have hit 100 on the, ninth one, on the nine darts. Uh, but he went ton, ton. Do you know, like, when you hit a triple, do you know, it gives you confidence that, you know, like, I have the triple hit, he hasn't, he's nervous, mm. I'm not, you know, it gives him more of a pep in his step to know that he's going to win, like, and that's, you know, that's probably what it was, that's how I lost that game. Yeah, and feeling coming off the stage, disappointment, what were you kind of feeling after the match? Yeah, no, like, you know, like, you have, as my manager says, you have to take your losses as a win, you know, like, first year on the tour, you're, you know, you're, learning every day is a learning day um but like to go two nil up <clears throat> and possibly be four nil like you know it's it's a killer like you're you're kicking yourself when you miss doubles like you know like it's always 20 like you can't be missing 22 darts at a double at professional standard like you know you have to you have to check them out in three or six starts you know and i didn't do that so like to know that I could have went four nil up and possibly have won the match maybe six one six two, it's yeah it is a bit of a it's very disappointing like you know. Yeah, but looking back on it now, the fact that ahead of the world championships you've experienced going out on a a big stage in front of a crowd on TV, do you think in general it's probably a good thing that you've had that going in now to December might give you a bit more of a. You've more more experience now than what you would have if you didn't play in that players' championship. Yeah, no, like luckily, like you know, like you know, Matt was doing you know his little things on YouTube, you know, and like it's like it's it's hard for a dart tour to pull out of a tournament. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I I wouldn't like to pull out of a tournament, but look, Danny had his priority set. Like mm. you know, he was going to be there for the delivery of his child and all wishes to the mother and baby health like you know mm. um but like it's you know like people are saying like it's your first time on television like you know and i i didn't really think of it that way like you know because you're putting too much pressure on yourself mm. um being like oh like there's thousands of people watching you like you know but like 
when you when they come off the stage and you're like you're actually true on TV like a load of people watching you do you know I was playing in the Euro tours but they were only on via play do you know like that's yeah. not it's not big in the UK or not big in Ireland like but you know to play on ITV like it's it's a big achievement like mm. you know and um to play on Sky Sports will be even bigger like so um yeah I know I'm looking forward to it and was happy I got in and you know a bit of TV experience um so I know what to expect for the world like, yeah know? and is there anything maybe you learned from it or anything that maybe surprised you or anything that you you weren't thinking of but now that you have played on, on the big stage that you've, you've kind of know what the story is now yeah, no, um, the oh, like the fans are they're amazing. Like the atmosphere is unbelievable. Like even even when I sat in, you know, just to watch a few of the sessions, um, like you know, you sit off at the back, like and just take it all in, like you know, and like you do be thinking to yourself, like oh, like that's that's how they were when you were playing, like you know, it's like I love like I know I'm I do be nervous, like but I do love the crowd. You know, it just gives you that extra kick, like you know, like. Even when you're walking on and you're singing, they're singing your song, and you get up on the stage and you have a little sing along with them, do you know, um, and like then when they start the chances, you're practicing, do you know, like I'd be saying the chance in my head, like do you know, because I know him, like do you know, as a dart fan, like I w- once was, like, mm. um, well, still am, like, but you know, it's like, oh, like the fans, like I watching on TV, you don't see much of fans, mm. do you know what I mean? You might see the odd clip where they throw around the camera on a 180 or anything like that but like like the amount the beach balls at the place like i'd say they get some crack over there like like at one stage like you know the security to be running around for all the beach balls trying to pop them like in case you open the stage um but like at one stage i think it, i think it was after the second break uh the two boys came back out on the stage girl michael van gerwen and uh luke this is the final. Final, yeah. yeah. This is this is the session of the final, and um, I'm not joking, right? I don't know if they had a plan before the tournament or before the final, but like I'd say about thirty beach balls started flying around the arena, and I'm not joking. It was it looked unbelievable, mm. you know. So like to know like that the fans are having fun at the darts, you know that you're there entertaining them. Like it's, it's good. Like and hopefully I can. Play a small bit better than I did Friday mm. to entertain the fans. And, you know, people watching on TV, that's that's what you want to do. Like, you don't want to go play bad. Like, the fans are play, paying outrageous money to come watch you, like, you mm. know. Um, but, yeah, no, if to take anything from that tournament, it was the fans, like, you know. And, and obviously the heat of the stage, you know, the stage is it's outrageous. Right. I think it's like 30 or 40 degrees <laughs> up there. Like, it's, oh, it's madness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the stage and the fans now, they were the Yeah, I, I'd imagine when you got off the stage um, after the match, like I'd imagine you might be thinking, right, I, I can't wait to get back on and for the World Championships, get back on the stage and, and try, and, try and go again and do better. Yeah, no, look, like when I came off the stage now on Friday, you know, like you're disappointed you lost, but like, you have to build yourself up for the next one. You mm. can't let one game kick you down. Like, mm. you know, you have to be, you know, you have to look up, look ahead. Like, like for most of the most of the boys, like, you know, like some of them have only qualified for the player championship finals, but not Ali Valley. 
So like I have something to look forward to, but they like do you know. Yeah. So like if they lose, like they don't have Ali Pali to look at. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like so like it's hard. It's more harder for the lads that haven't qualified for Ali Pali than it was. And like you have to take into that into consideration. Like you can't be greedy. You can't win every game. Like do you know. Mm. Like but look at Luke. Like he's won what four tournaments in a row, three tournaments in a row. Yeah. Like do you know the man's throwing out his skin. Um, but um. Yeah, I know, like, it's, I'm really looking forward to the Worlds now, honestly, like, do you know, so. Yeah, and last, or Monday night there, the the draws was being made, I'm sure you, you had all eyes on Sky Sports News as the draw was being made, as as did I at the time, but um, your name's drawn out with a hat, you're playing uh, Florian Hempel, a German opposition, and the winner goes in to play uh, Dimitri Vandenberg, world number 15, so... Just uh, talk to me about maybe watching the draw and your overall kind of reaction to the draw. Yeah, no, I had I actually had it in my head that I wasn't going to watch the draw, right? But uh, I was up in the room and the girlfriend said to me, "Will we watch the draw?" And I was like, "No, no, no!" Like you know. So then eventually I gave in and I watched the draw, and as I turned it on, my stomach started to turn. I was like, "Oh Lord, Shani, I'm fair nervous here." Like you know. And um, you know, as as they were coming out, like you want you want to avoid all the big names, you know, like mm. but like in in a in a sense, like you want you want to play well and you want to knock out the big names, mm. you know, like uh, you want to make a name for yourself. But um, when Gerwin Price came out, I was like, oh please, please. <laughs> but when Gerwin came out, please, please, and then the most one that you want to avoid is Luke Humphreys. Luke came out, and I was like, oh no. And then it's actually. One of the lads that uh, in the same uh, crew as MDA, Lee Evans, drew him, and I was like, "Oh, poor Lee." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, and then when Dimitri came out, it was like, yeah, like you know, you you fancy it, like you yeah. know, because Dimitri hasn't been performing up to late, like you know, but um, you can't take that in for granted, like it all depends on the day, yeah, you know. A lot of experience, Premier League. Yeah, like and, you, yeah. you know, like he's number what fifteen in the world, mm. um. But yeah, no, looking, just get over the first game. Like, you know, I'm not even looking into the second round yet. Um, you know, Florian is, uh, he's, you know, he's been on the tour, what, two or three years now. So like he has, he, I think, I think he's been in the Ali Pali twice before. So like, you know, he has experience. I'm going in, you know, as a rookie. new rookie, like, you know, so like, I'm going to be nervous. He might have some nerves, you know, because he's playing me. He never had played me before, mm. you know. Like, I don't mind who I'm playing, you know, I just want to go in and throw well, like, you yeah. know, so, look, get over the first one, we'll think about the second one, then two or three days after, and uh, we'll go from there then. Yeah, and your plans now, looking ahead to it, uh, you, do you know, what's your story with going over early, do you, do you kind of know when you want to be at the stage and things like that, or um, in terms of going over anyway to, to London? Um. Yeah, no, I, I was planning on going over a week before it, um to practice like you know but like i went over there to players now and had a practice and i was you know it was grand like you know um but um no i might i might just say to the manager now i might just say come will we come over maybe three or four days earlier you know just get a walk around the arena just get the feel for it like you know get the uh you know the outline of it like Mm. to where you're going to be walking on you know the players room get a bit of practicing you know of the day then maybe have a little 
you know, a nice little rest then that day and then go back and practice in like a pub or something maybe. Um and then just get ready for the first round. Hopefully like probably I'm expecting the fifteenth, sixteenth or seventeenth of December I'm gonna be playing. Like I know it's that's the three days of the first round, like but I don't know when I'm playing. I probably know at the weekend, like but um yeah, no, that's that's mainly yeah, I'll just just put my head down now at home, practice, practice, um and go from there. Yeah, well, I'm, as I said to you uh, last week, I'm very much looking forward to it. We're sat here in Drangan. Uh, we're in Clancy Construction. They're uh, a new uh, sponsorship for you, but uh, it was news to me that Seamus Callanan works here as well. You're throwing darts with, with Seamus Callanan. So, uh, but a nice kind of partnership with a, a local company to, to um, sponsor you for the, for the next 12 months as well. Uh, yeah, no, like, you know, like, did you be posting up the thing on Facebook like, oh, get your sponsor here? Like, like you know, you don't you don't really think like there's much sponsorship opportunities in Ireland, like you mm. know, because it's not it's not it's big, but like there's not that there's not that much companies that actually, uh, they watch darts or somebody mm. in the company watches darts, but uh, luckily Dave here, David is a big darts fan. You know, like he was telling me he was over to. Uh, Blackpool mm. he's been everywhere about the player championship finals and he says he's going over next year so hopefully I'm there for him to watch me um, but yeah I know it's it's like when Matt texted me like he was like oh I have a sponsorship here for you and I was like oh who is it like you know because I was expecting over in England like yeah. you know I wasn't expecting anything here in Ireland and they go uh, Clancy Construction so I got straight on the you know safari and I was looking them up and they said they were Tipperary based, and I was like, Jenny. So like, you know, like to have someone in your local county, like you mm. know, it's like you know, it's it's good to know like that there's people out there like that actually believe, you know, like and to meet the owner of Clancy's, like it was big mm. as well, like you know, um, but yeah, I know it's I'm happy, you know, I'm happy someone has looked looked at me and said, oh, there's potential in him, like you know. Yeah. So I'm really happy with the sponsorship. And that was a professional darts player and Bursa Cain native Dylan Slevin talking to me there on Wednesday about his Players' Championship debut last Friday and, of course, looking ahead to his PDC World Darts Championship debut, which is uh, Sunday, the 17th of December, at uh, the evening session there. He's going to be taking on Germany's Florian Hempel. So we wish Dylan all the very best of luck. He's been very good with his time and uh, there's a lot of well wishes for Dylan around the county. So we'll be looking forward to that in a couple of weeks' time. But now it's time for our first ad break of the evening. We're going to be looking ahead to the AFLW Grand Final after these. And you're welcome back to part two of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this cold Friday, the 1st of December, 2023. Now, this Sunday morning at 3.30 a.m. in the night, the AFLW Grand Final gets underway down in Melbourne in Australia. The North Melbourne Kangaroos taking on the Brisbane Lions. And there is plenty of Tipperary interest all the way on the other side of the world. Orlo Dwyer's Brisbane Lions, of course, up against Neve Martin's North Melbourne Kangaroos, former Tipperary ladies footballer teammates. And this is the final game of the season of course the grand final in the AFLW so to uh, look ahead to that final on Sunday and also to look back on uh, the season gone by for the uh, five Tipperary girls involved I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by AFLW Ireland's Mike Curran. Mike you're welcome back to the show 
Hey, Paul, how are you? Great to be back on ahead of a big weekend. Yeah, massive weekend, and it's down to the to the final, the grand final of the AFLW. It's going to be on Saturday at 3.30 a.m. Irish time, and it's taking place in Melbourne, the North Melbourne Kangaroos against the Brisbane Lions. Brisbane Lions, of course, uh, boasting uh, Tipperary's Orlo DeWire, whilst Neve Martin plays for the North Melbourne Kangaroos. So it's a nice uh, Tipperary matchup there, but it's uh, kind of set up for, for a great final here, Mike. It absolutely is a fantastic final. You know, you, you kind of have both ends of the spectrum here. You have Brisbane Lions who will be playing in their fifth grand final. They've only won one, so they've lost a few finals against North Melbourne Kangaroos who have made it through to their first ever grand final despite coming close across the last number of seasons, you know, at getting to the preliminary final stages, etc. But this is their first final. So, as I say, quite a contrast and a hugely exciting game to look forward to. Yeah, and you, you mentioned Brisbane Lions being to, uh, this is going to be their fifth final. I think since uh, Orlo Dwyer joined in 2020, this is going to be her third final and she has won uh, one win um, from those two she's played in. So uh, this is Brisbane Lions team in particular is, has plenty of experience and just con- re- reflecting back on the year that's gone by so far, it's been another very successful year for, for Orlo Dwyer. It has been a brilliant year for Orlo Dwyer and for Brisbane Lions. Yeah, as you said, they're definitely the more experienced team going into the final. Orla has played in three finals. She has won one final already, and but she knows what it's like to lose finals as well. But she's been huge across the season for Brisbane Lions. You know, she's played in all 12 games so far this season. She scored eight goals for the Lions this season to bring her career goal total to 20. Three of those goals were in very important games across the final series, across the last couple of weeks, I suppose, when it, when it mattered most. And, you know, the accolades just keep on, on gathering for Orla. She's now played 54 games. The grand final on Sunday will be her 55th AFLW game. So that is the most games ever played by an Irish AFLW player, overtaking the record previously held by Cora Staunton at 50 and surpassing Sarah Rowe, who reached 53. So Orla's up there now, standalone for the most games ever played. Obviously, she's up to, or from last season, she was the only Irish player to win an AFLW All-Australian Award, an incredible achievement. Um, she's been joined now this week by Neve Kelly winning one this season, but but still, you know, that's fantastic. She's one of only four Irish players to have ever won premiership medals alongside Ailish Constein, Blind Mackin and Sinead Goldrick. And she could potentially on Sunday become only the second player to win multiple medals. And without question, um, Orla will have a massive impact on this game. Yeah, no, it's been uh, another incredible year and an incredible athlete down there uh, for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, she's going to be coming up against a former Tipperary ladies football teammate in Neve Martin of the uh, Schlievenemann Club here in Tipperary. She's making her uh, in her debut season down in Australia uh, with the North Melbourne Kangaroos and she's really kind of built her way into uh, being a, a, a mainstay in this team. She has, and this is an, another incredible story. You know, one of the stories of the year as you say, Neve has played six games so far. The final will be her seventh game. But if you think back to earlier this year, she went out to preseason quite late. In fact, I was up in Tipperary at the end of July doing a skill session with Neve, and she was found out a few days later. That's only four months ago, and now she's going to be playing in a grand final, her first grand final in her first season, and the first grand final for her club, which is incredible. You know, she did. Um, make her debut in round seven. It took a couple of rounds to break into the team, which is not surprising given the, how late in the day she went out in preseason. She got that debut in round seven. She got a debut goal in round eight. She had our best game of the season so far in, in round nine, um, getting nine disposals, four marks, five tackles, which is incredible for her third game. And she's driven on from there. You know, she's played in 
all the finals so far, both the qualifying final against Melbourne Demons and the preliminary finals against Adelaide Crows, all massive teams. And we even saw the last day, uh, as well as being fast and, and being able to score, that, that she's tough and able for the physical stuff because she got a, a good belt in the jaw early enough in that game and went off and you thought it might have been the end of her, but she was back on again um, a few minutes later. So incredibly tough pair as well. But yeah, there's definitely great excitement up around uh, the Steve Demont Club and, and a big interest watching this game. And of course, um, Neve's parents are over there, Mike and Anne. They surprised her for the preliminary final last week. Uh, that reaction got huge, uh, huge feedback on social media. Uh, they were due to, to fly back this Saturday and that's gone out the window, obviously, now with a grand final on Sunday. They've changed their plans and how fantastic to see the Martins there, to see their daughter Neve in action on the biggest day of the year. Yeah, what a story. Like, just how fast uh, all the Irish girls were able to adapt to a completely new sport on, on the other side of the world is uh, really impressive. But you mentioned in there that just uh, as as recent as July, like, probably her first touch of a of a, a Australian rules, like, ball and things like that, that to, to progress this far, that we're here in the uh, 1st of December, looking forward to the weekend that she's going to be playing in the biggest game in the sport. Like, that is, it's an incredible um, progression in such a short amount of time. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, this is, I suppose, this is what we're seeing now with a lot of the Irish players across the last couple of seasons. And the clubs have recognised that in Australia, that the Irish players are now able to come in and make an instant impact. You know, and like, albeit it took a couple of games, but this is an instant impact for Neve to, to break into the team at all in your first season is an achievement to, to become a regular place on the team uh, and to play finals and critical games like that. Um, yeah, it's incredible, you know, for, from such a short space of time, but it just shows that the, the players have the talent, they have the elite athleticism needed, and they're able to adopt to the game. And once they get more and more familiar with the structures and the rules and the setups, they will just continue to drive on and be better and better. Yeah, so we'll we'll park the final talk for there. It's on it's on it's Saturday night, Sunday morning here at I believe it's three thirty AM. If people want to tune in or maybe uh record the game or anything like that and watch it in the morning, is it on t- TV here, do you know? It is. Uh, it's the ga- the full game will be showed deferred on Sport TG Car on uh Sunday morning at eleven fifteen. So it's taking place live at three thirty AM in the morning, our time. Uh, there is ways to watch the game through subscription websites, uh, but if you want to watch the full game, the best option is to tune in to TG Car on Sunday morning at 11.15 for the, the full coverage from start to finish and all the ceremonies. So yeah, um, I'm sure a load of people will be tuning in to watch that. Yeah, get a, get a good night's sleep in and uh, get up uh, on Sunday morning and watch that. But um, we mentioned, or you mentioned there about the, the impact that um, Irish players are able to make down in Australia and maybe no more so this year than, than Ashley Maloney from Care. She went down, made her debut with the Geelong Cats and just had a, from the outside looking in, a very impressive debut season. Oh yeah, a, a seriously impressive debut season. Again, following on from what we just said a minute ago about instant impacts, you know, Ashling has been phenomenal. She's played in all 13 games for the Cats this year, straight into round one, into the team. Again, off a short pre-season She's proved to be a natural forward, a great aerial ability and marking ability up front. And she scored 10 goals across the season as well, which is a phenomenal achievement. Uh, it was the first time Geelong ever qualified for the finals. And they went on to play three finals games, getting right to the preliminary final. And Ashley was in the thick of the action right up to that. She scored four goals across the final games. Um, that marking ability, hugely impressive. You know, she had 43 marks for the season. Again, for, for a debut player, that, that's phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, look at uh, 
brilliant all-round ability. And again, I think what we saw, and nobody in Tipperary will be surprised by this, I suppose, is given um, Ashling's leadership uh, and the display she's shown for Tipperary before, is she really stepped up at the final stage. Uh, Cats lost one of their key forwards, Chloe Shear, to a collarbone injury. And Ash Maloney stepped up in that game and was brilliant for Geelong. And look, it's been recognised uh, as recently as yesterday, she was voted the best first-year player in the whole competition by the AFL Players Association. And that's a significant achievement. And I suppose, incredible, there was actually five Irish players nominated for that award. So again, following on from what we were saying about the impact the Irish players were having. But yeah, justly and well-deserved uh, award and recognition for Ashton Dare to win the, the best first-year player and she is definitely going to get better and better. I'm sure she'll be back home for a while and, and then back out next season. But the Cats fans are definitely looking forward to seeing more of Ashley Maloney. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'd even imagine that kind of aerial ability is probably a, a commodity in the game as well. So um, a, a long, prosperous career surely uh, in, down the line for Ashley Maloney. But her Tipperary teammate and uh, Geelong teammate, Anna Rose Kendi, um, again, similar to Neve Martin, she was... Uh, I think she was late going over and had a bit of an injury, so slow getting into the team. But she made her debut, um, was it last weekend, in the preliminary final. So it's great to see her uh, get some game time in this season. And like the preliminary final is pretty much it's the semi-final stage, if you're not uh, familiar with the competition. So um, for her to make a debut in such a big game is um, probably a testament to how maybe the, the Cats uh, viewer. Oh, 100%. And again, you know, I think Anna Rose's season was hampered heavily enough by injury um, so for her to appear at all was fantastic and that she did get that game you know we saw her named as an emergency before the, the semi-final which was the penultimate game for the Cats so that was an indication that, that there was the potential for her debut on the cards but then yeah the Cats announced that Anna Rose would debut in the preliminary final against Brisbane talk about being thrown into the deep end you know a huge game against a, a, a brilliant side so it was fantastic to see her get her opportunity and she certainly didn't look out of place in that game and again, we saw brilliant footage coming back from Geelong of um, uh, Anna Rose receiving her debut, Guernsey, as they call it down there, with her parents uh, on the big screen live from back in Tipperary as well. So um, lovely moments throughout. But yeah, uh, brilliant to see her get a game before the, the season came to an end. Yeah, and uh, finally, we've uh, one more Tipperary girl to reflect back on her season is um, Ashley McCarthy. She's been down in Australia for a good few years uh, now with the West Coast Eagles, a team that probably struggled in general this year, but she's always seems to be one of the, the shining lights of that uh, organisation. She is indeed. And look, at it, this is Ashley's or Ashmack's sixth season now, so she's definitely one of the more experienced Irish players and without question, one of the best players at West Coast Eagles. Yeah, they struggled a bit through the season. They just had two wins across their 10 games. But Ash was brilliant and consistent throughout, as she always is. You know, uh, huge pressure around the middle of the field. And she's, uh, she scored four goals as well. On top of that, she's got to 43 career goals now as well. So hopefully, we, our game, sorry, hopefully we'll see her break the milestone 50-game mark in season 2024. And um, there's a new head coach incoming at Eagles now some brilliant new players there as well so the future is bright but um, yeah you know Ashley is consistently brilliant she was in our top two or three Irish players in our Irish player of the year again this season she's won it before and uh, as well to keeping with the family teams it's brilliant to see them Carthy family over there at the moment you know Carol and Margaret and her sister Roisin they got over to see their first game despite Ash being in her sixth season they saw her first game this season in round 10 and they've stayed out there for an extended holiday. So that's brilliant to, to see as well.
But um, yeah, Ash Mack, always a consistent performer and one of the more experienced of the Irish players and one of the better Irish players without question. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's great to see. And yeah, no, it's a, it's a long way to Tipperary. It's even a longer way down to, to Perth, so you can understand why it's uh, maybe taken some seasons to get down and see her. But um, while, I, while I have you, one of our other Tipperary exports down to Australia is, of course, Colin O'Reardon. And in the last uh, couple of weeks or last week, he was named the uh, Sydney Swans uh, AFL head of their uh, youth development, head of their academy down there. So um, he's another uh, person who's just had a, a brilliant career. And I know it was cut short due, due to injury, but he seems to have a bright future ahead of him off the field. He definitely does. You know, Colin's a brilliant coach. Um, as you say, they love him down at Sydney Swans. He was involved this year with the AFLW squad. He was one of the line coaches helping out head coach Scott Gowans and really impressed across the season there. And he has been rewarded for that. Now, this is a, a really high coaching position to be head of the academy. Um, but, yeah, feedback from Australia is that, is that Colin is already a brilliant coach, despite being very early in his coaching career. And he, he was loved as a player at, at uh, Swans, and he was a great player as well. So it was, it was disappointing to see his career cut a bit short, but fantastic to see him still involved. And, um, yeah, to be in such a prestigious position, I suppose, in charge of the, the Australian youth coming up at... Sydney's one going forward as head coach of the academy. So congratulations to Colin. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fantastic achievement and he's had uh, a great times down there as well. So we, we hope maybe one day he'll, he can uh, come back and uh, share his knowledge with, with us all here in Tipperary. Mike, it's been great having you on the show uh, throughout the season. Hopefully we get a, a good final on Sunday to put a bow on it. And I know for sure that there will be a, a Tipperary uh, winner on Sunday. So that's a, a win-win for us here. But uh, Mike Rand from AFLW Ireland, thanks a million for joining us on Across the Line. A pleasure, Paul. Thanks so much. Mike Curran from AFLW Ireland looking ahead to this Sunday morning's AFLW Grand Final. So great to hear the success of all the uh, Tipperary women down in Australia, but it still would be great to have them back playing for the uh, Tip Ladies footballers and the Camogie team next year. So here's hoping, and uh, here's hoping for a successful final on Sunday. Now it's time for our second ad break of the night. When we come back, we're going to be looking ahead to the rest of the sport here in Tipperary, and we're also going to be looking ahead to the weekend's Greyhound Racing with Barry Drake. So all that and more after these. And you're welcome back to the third and final part of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 1st of December, 2023. Now, we're into the month of December, but there's still Club GA action on over the weekend. Lots of under-21 finals and semi-finals down for decision. I'm going to give you the rundown on what's to look forward to this weekend. Uh, first up on Saturday, we have the West under-21B hurling final. That's Galti Rovers against Latin Cullen. That's on in Dundrum at 12 o'clock on Saturday. We also have both the under 21A and B football county semi-finals. The under 21A uh, first semi-final on Saturday at 12 o'clock in Holy Cross. That's Ballina against Kappa White Gales. The other game in the under 21A. Uh, the other semi-final is JK Brackens versus Clamwell Commercials. That's on in Feathertown Park at 6 o'clock on Saturday evening. The under 21B county football semi-finals. Uh, the first one is on in Feathertown Park at 4 o'clock on Saturday. That is Borhalahan Duala versus Moyle Rovers. And the other semi-final in the under 21B football championship Moneygall Clannacenny against Golden Kilfiekel in Bursalee at 5 o'clock on Saturday evening. Moving on to Sunday then, we have the North Under-21B hurling final. Killer 1 McDonough's taking on Silvermines in Templederry at 12 o'clock uh, on Sunday. We have the mid-Under-21A hurling final at Thurless Sarsfields taking on Drummond Inch at 1 o'clock in Temple 2. Lots of uh, big names on show there for both sides.
besides Thurlis Sarsfields, of course, would boast the likes of Paddy Creedon and uh, Darius Stakem, James Armstrong, and a few more from their senior senior team. Uh, likewise with Drummond Inch, of course, uh, boasting John Campion still underage there for them. Uh, we have also on Sunday we've a couple of uh, West uh, or sorry mid under 17A football final. Anthony Shelley's J.K. Brackens at uh, two thirty there at home to Mine Temple Tui there in the mid under 17A football final. So still plenty of Gaelic games action to look forward to over the weekend. And of course, if you head down to Semple Stadium on Sunday morning, you've a chance of uh, meeting all the uh, Tipperary players and management team. They're all going to be down there uh, at the Dome in Semple Stadium on Sunday morning for the 6K fun run. Uh, the Santa Dash down there and uh, Tip FM will be there as well and uh, Davin Toomey will be doing his show there 11-2 to 2 on Sunday from the Dome in Semple Stadium should be a great day down there all the funds raised on the day of course going towards uh, our underage uh, development squads here in Tipperary so very important uh, if you can get down to Semple Stadium on Sunday and uh, it should be a, a great day in store we heard Murta Brennan on the show last weekend looking ahead to it and of course Liam Cahill will be speaking to Davin live on air on Tip FM on Sunday morning so uh, worth tuning in to Davin's show there from 11 till 2 o'clock now, elsewhere over the weekend, of course, rugby, the AIL is back this weekend in Division 2A. Nina Ormond uh, still leading first place. They go, they're away to Malone, who are actually bottom of the table this weekend, half past two there. Uh, Nina are away this weekend. Cashel are at home, though. They're in second place in Division 2A. They're at home to Navin. And in Division 2C, Clonmel are at home to Tullamore. All those games at half past two on a Saturday afternoon and a nice announcement I, I suppose I can make now is on Saturday December the 16th so two weeks from tomorrow uh, we will be doing Cashel versus Nina Ormond in a massive game the last game before Christmas in the AIL that will be live here on Tip FM so we should have good build up to that game in two weeks time Cashel versus Nina Ormond down in Spafield uh, it's going to be Saturday at half past two really looking forward to that that will be live here on Tip FM uh, also plenty of soccer I said I said there was plenty of sport on over the weekend and uh, I wasn't telling any lies so up in uh, the north of the county soccer this weekend on Sunday morning we have the Premier Division Ricky Fogarty Cup uh, these games are all extra time and penalties if needed at 11am we have uh, BT Harps at home to Killa Villa Bally Mackey at home to Barway Rovers and our Rovers at home to Art Crony then at half past two Rare Cross host Clodagh Rangers in the TSDL south of the county this Sunday FAI Junior Cup fourth round Clonmel Celtic host Calorgan FC and uh, in the Clonmel Credit Union Premier Division the 11 o'clock games Bancha Celtic at home to St Michael's Peak Villa are away to Wilderness Rovers then at 2 o'clock 2 Mile Burris host Tip Town and Clonmel Town host Care Park so plenty of games happening this weekend so as I said plenty of uh, different sports happening across uh, the county this weekend and of course the Ireland women's sevens team get back in action they start their new uh, HSBC World Rugby 7 series on Saturday morning the early hours of Saturday morning over in Dubai so of course Tip Town's Amy Lee Murphy Crow a big player for that Ireland team and their season ends with the Olympics remember next year so a big season ahead so we wish them all the very best of luck so I think that's a pretty much about covered in terms of what sports are happening this weekend I'm sure I forgot something but yeah as always here in Tipperary we're big sporting county there's always something to look forward to but as always at this time of a Friday evening it's time to talk dogs with Barry Drake Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep there's another exciting weekend of Greyhound Racing with so much to look forward to. Uh, just going to start with the big race and of course last uh, Saturday night it was the final of the willwego.com Irish St. Ledger 
uh, with 30,000 jurors to the winner and Clonbrine Treaty delivered another spectacular performance. It really was quite an achievement to go unbeaten in the ledger at Limerick and winning that um, uh, feature final there for champion trainer Graham Holland, of course. Uh, just no stopping uh, the Golden Base trainer in recent times and uh, Clonbrine Treaty, of course, uh, delivering that uh, you know, outstanding double, former winner of the Con and Ann Kirby Memorial uh, race, of course, the richest puppy race at Limerick, and uh, to win the ledger on um, you know Saturday night, I was uh, adding to his glittering CV. Um, it was another outstanding display in the final twenty nine fifty one on the clock, getting the better of his kennel mate as Swords Rex there. Um, in the second half of the race to win by half a length, so it was a one two uh, for trainer Graham Holland. Uh, Claude Bryan Treaty has now won uh, 12 times. As I said, what a fantastic CV he has. And great to see a huge crowd in attendance there in Limerick on Saturday night. Unfortunately, uh, racing action tonight at Clonmel has been called off due to the freezing uh, conditions. Uh, so we're going to look ahead to Turles on Saturday night. They've got some good racing action down for decision. The most interesting race for me in the card is the closing race on the card. And I think trap number three group, Starseeker, has got leading claims here for David Hanley and Templemore. It's won three times, third place last time out around Shelburne Park. This is a slightly easier assignment and I think it's a leading player. However, I'm going to side with trap number one, Astro Bale, who really caught my eye in the feet last time. This one is on the train by Shane McCormack there in County Tipperary and that gets a narrow vote there in the closing race back to Clonmel on Sunday night uh, their racing action down for decision 7.30 start there I think this is a really good card plenty of interesting runners on the, on the night Miss Minnie Rose will be fancy to make it back to back wins in race number 5 that's the Freddie and Timmy, Timmy Campion Memorial uh, Guys and Dolls competition with €2,100 Euros to the winner that was a fine performance to win last time when winning in 28-90 for Tipperary trainer Thomas O'Donovan. And I think that'll go very close. While on to race number six, all eyes will be on the exciting youngster here, Mikey's Bullet. Well, the Bullet certainly lived up to his name on debut, uh, putting on uh, a sparkling performance there to win in 28-83. An exciting young talent for rising trainer in the training ranks, Adam Dunford. Uh, it's owned by Michael Egan and Michael Organ in Piltown. I think this has got great claims of making it back-to-back uh, -back winning performances. The likes of Rivero, do for Ken Bustine in Cork, and four Ballyborn Bell for uh, Tipperary trainer Porrick Campion are others with leading claims. But back to the big racing this weekend. All eyes will be on Shelburne Park on Saturday night. Thousands from all over the country uh, will make the trip. Uh, for the event of course with you know top class racing from top to tail the laddie there will be a big attraction in race number 10 that's the winter racing festival championship 550 10,000 euro one-off race trained by liam dowling nine wins from 14 career outings 2808 in a warm-up uh, trial around the kingdom greyhound stadium uh, for saturday night that's the, the selection of course the obvious danger will be clan brian treaty he's obviously just um, had a, a busy campaign after winning the Ledger uh, in Limerick on Saturday night. He's the obvious danger for me for Graham Holland, but I'm going with the lady there who might be just that bit fresher uh, there on Saturday night. On to the Winter Racing Festival uh, Championship 600. Capo White trainer Pat Buckley will have plenty of supporters here with Ben's Teddy. When he does it right, he's one of the fastest greyhounds in the country. Uh, Blackstone Lacey for Tipperary trainer Michael O'Donovan broke the track record around 600 yards in Limerick. 
uh, last week. So that's um, another leading player. But I suppose Ben's Teddy uh, from the inside of the track will certainly take plenty of stopping here and uh, will no doubt be sent off favourite uh, to get back to winning ways. On to the Winter Racing uh, Festival Championship 575. Sober Glory was a massive eye catcher in the final of the ledger last week when making big late gains to finish third for Lee's trainer Carl Ramsbottom. The step up in trip is certain to suit will really appreciate uh, this 575 and I think that's uh, one to side with there in the closing race of course Ballymac Marino will be fancy to go well as well from the inside of the track uh, for Liam Dowling I think that's the obvious danger both expected to battle it out so as I said can't wait for Shelburne Park on Saturday night with so much Tipperary interest uh, Jennifer O'Donnell of course a big name in the world of Greyhound Racing based there in Killinall she'll be fancy to take race number 7 with Scooby Countess drawn from the inside of the track in tremendous form in recent weeks that's the 2023 IGOBF National Puppy 525 final 12.500 uh, to the winner Jennifer O'Donnell of course twice derby winning trainer now back to back of course in, in, in recent years and um, I think this could uh, this uh, greyhound could end um, another marvellous year for the Killinall trainer and many thanks to Barry Drake, as always, keeping us informed in all things Greyhound racing, both here locally in Tipperary and on a national level as well. So that's just about all we've got time for for this week's edition of the show. If you're just tuning in, we had Dylan Slevin on uh, reacting to his uh, Players' Championship debut and looking ahead to his World Darts Championship debut. And uh, we also had Mike Curran looking back, uh, looking ahead to the AFLW Grand Final. And uh, we also had Barry Drake just there as well. So if you want to listen back to the show, maybe you're just tuning in late, it will be on the Tip FM SoundCloud in the next uh, half an hour and be on the Tip FM social media and website as well. So you can find the link to it there somewhere. But uh, that's all for me for this Friday night across the line. Uh, of a rare weekend off now. We've no live matches this weekend, so I'm going to enjoy that. And I will be back uh, for next week's across the line next Friday evening. I'm sure we'll be looking ahead to the county convention, uh, which is on a Saturday week. So plenty to still look forward to despite uh, a little bit of a slowdown in terms of live games across the county. But uh, still, as I said, plenty of sport here in Tipperary uh, all the year round. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of Across the Line. Thanks for tuning in and we will talk to you again. Bye for now.